Hello and welcome to a new episode of The Walk. I'm Father Roderick. And my apologies that this uh, episode is coming to you a lot later than I planned. As I explained in uh, one of my other podcasts, I actually recorded this particular podcast a week ago, late at night, right before the curfew. Curfew here is at 9 o'clock in the, in the evening, and the, so I, I went out for a walk. The, the birds that you hear now weren't there yet. I think they, they came back from wherever they went during the winter. So these friends are going to wake me up early in the morning from now on. Um, so last week it was very cold and it was dark outside and I was, uh, you know, walking for about an hour and had recorded an entire episode <laughs> explaining what was going on. And uh, at the end, I even had to run to be home at nine o'clock. And then I was, I was about to... Uh, st- I wanted to stop the recording and I looked at the recorder. And I had not pressed record. <laughs> so the entire episode had not been recorded. And I was frankly too tired to, you know, record it the next day. And uh, retell the entire story. So I, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to move it to the beginning of next week. Well, it's not exactly the beginning of next week anymore. It is now Friday um, after a, a busy week and also a, a little bit of a, uh, a week uh, where uh, there was a lot of unrest and stuff that I needed to deal with. So um, it, it, that's why last week there was no show, at least not the walk. But I'll make it up to you. What I wanted to share with you last week was that I had finally reached a a milestone in my recovery trajectory you know that I've been suffering from long COVID symptoms uh, for months now I just uh, looked at my calendar and I I got COVID in the last week of September that's when I got tested and then I've been sick for about three weeks I even did like uh, meetings like I was writing an email to uh, uh, a an organization that we uh, team up with for an educational series for children and I wanted to let them know that because of my illness uh, we had to reschedule uh, the production of that um, and then I, I was looking at the calendar when did we have that meeting and it turns out it was in the first week that I was actually sick and I remember how sick I was I had fever I was I felt miserable and I remember that during that call I was I was feeling pretty sick and after that call, or in the weeks that followed, I got even sicker. So, and then of course the whole uh, recovery process was uh, was quite an ordeal because I I immediately started working again. So, uh, the the uh, milestone that I reached is that uh, we've concluded with the, my physical therapist that there is no need to continue physical therapy so I will still uh, have some occupational therapy but that is um, to kind of solidify the changes that I've made to my uh, to my weekly schedule the way I handle my time the way I distribute my energy um, and try to find a good balance that is of course more you know behavioral stuff uh, or occupational stuff than it is physical therapy but 
we did an assessment of everything that um, had improved over the let's say the the, the time of Christmas I haven't had any therapy um, right before Christmas until until now last week uh, we concluded that actually I, I met all my goals which is quite amazing and still way faster than I expected it to, to be so I told her that um, I'd started running again uh, and that actually did not really create any problems so in terms of oxygen and uh, even stamina uh, it's surprising how how quickly I've recovered and another very good sign is that my heart rate is finally back to normal that was one of my biggest concerns was these spikes in the heart rate um, and they're gone they're absolutely gone I just have uh, like a, a a spike in the morning when I wake up but that might actually have always been there I, I'd never had a way to measure it it's only recently that I got myself one of those um, uh, wristbands that that measures the heartbeat on a or the heart rate at a, on a, a regular basis so uh, that is comforting and also um, I feel so much more in control of <laughs> of my physical state and I think that the uh, the, the balance that I, I that I have much more than before has greatly contributed to a, an accelerated uh, 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 restoration of my of my health so we did a few we went through a questionnaire she reminded me of the uh, uh, the goals that I had formulated when I first started therapy because of course she also needs to report to her company uh, about the progress and why she's ending the, the therapeutic uh, trajectory and so I had three goals and I rem- remember how uh, unattainable they, they seemed when I was talking about them so the first goal was my greatest desire and that was to be able to run again Back then, I could barely walk up a flight of stairs without getting completely out of breath, and even sometimes I would uh, lose my balance. So running seemed to be an impossible dream, but I never expected to, um, to, to kind of uh, start running again with, with so little uh, effort. It's almost as if nothing happened it's weird now she had one complaint because I told her that I ran twice on Saturday and uh, that first time I ran for about 45 minutes and I felt great and I was so happy and proud and uh, that encouraged me a week later to run for more than an hour I think I ran for about an hour and 15 minutes very slow pace very uh, steadily it was a beautiful bright wintry morning and I ran a 10k again without any trouble and even afterwards like the day after of course I was a little bit more I was a bit tired and I felt the my legs but that only lasted for a day and it was probably nothing different or definitely not worse than than if I'd uh, done a run without you know having trained too much uh, in the past so 
those were great signs, but her worry was, why did you run? Like the first time you go out for a run, you know that you're still recovering. You run for 45 minutes? (laughs) And then you run an hour and 15 minutes? Why not cut it in half and do half an hour on Wednesday and half an hour on Saturday? It's much less of a shock. It's not, the risk is much lower, but you still move. Plus, it's better to run twice a week a, a, a bit. And then instead of one big run, which is quite, you're, you're taxing your system quite a bit uh, from the start. And then she said, this is kind of, this is your problem. Your, <laughs> and, and this is also what I've learned, thanks to her, her uh, assessment, she says, you're a zero or 100% guy. So it's either nothing or it's everything. Whereas the problem that you are, uh, that, that has, one of the reasons of the, that you had so many trouble recovering is that for recovery, you have to pace yourself and you have to distribute your energy and you have to get out of that mindset uh, that you always have to be at the top of your game. Um, she mind, reminded me that we did a walking test on the second, on our second meeting, which is usually meant to measure uh, the oxygen levels and see if the lung functions are okay. So she had me walk for about five minutes, and she noticed back then, and she told me that. But I remember, she was like, "You're very competitive, aren't you?" And I was like, "Why? Well, you run, so, you walk so fast. I didn't tell you that you had to walk." A certain distance I just asked you to walk and I, I look at your pace and just, that is really fast and it, I told her that's how I always walk when I walk I have a steady pace and well and she said well you know what <laughs> but this is this betrays a certain mindset you always want to go fast and she asked me how is it that every time we meet you're out of breath and I say well it's because I take my bike and I have to go over this hill and then I'm always like, I want to be in time. So I, 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 I bike very fast. And she said, well, why didn't you leave home earlier? And it's this pattern of constantly, oh, it's starting to rain. That's not good with all this equipment and bikes coming from the other side. Uh, I hope this is not going to get worse. Uh, fortunately, I'm walking towards the park here with some trees but there are no leaves on the trees so I still get wet oh well um, so one of the one of the major issues that she discovered is uh, my tendency to push myself too hard and and then crash so it's either run 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 and then pff, I'm completely wasted or I'm tired and and, uh, and it's all about mastering this equilibrium. Now, that is not typically something that you learn in physical therapy. But she saw the physical <laughs> results of this, of this lifestyle. And we talked also about stress and about work. And she recommended back then that I would negotiate with my employer, so the broadcasting company, to free up time to literally... Uh, can postpone production so that I could have the necessary time to recover. She says, if you continue at this pace, 
you're not going to get better and we'll be here for months. And, and back then, I didn't think it was possible because I had the contract and there is this uh, ongoing uh, pressure to just meet the deadlines and it's not work that I can easily hand over to someone else. we got some runners here passing me by and another bike. It's, uh, it's busy here, even though it's raining and it's late. There's some people coming from the other side as well. Well, as soon as I'm uh, at the end of this path, I can go to the left and it's much... The road is wider there. Uh, but, but fortunately, and this is... I think I've already shared this with uh, many of you... Um, that's exactly what happened. Uh, so I mentioned to my... Uh, uh, I'm not sure what to call him, but anyway, one of the people that I work with, I said, this is it's getting really hard and I'm worried about the next couple of months because I still have to do so much work, but I'm not fully recovered. So that person actually brought that in uh, in a, a bigger, bigger meeting uh, and he proposed... Maybe we can, instead of uh, repeating some of the older episodes at the end of the season, why, why don't we start with that, with that now? So uh, give, give Father Roderick like five weeks off so he can rest more, plus he can already work ahead to avoid these bottlenecks later on in production. So I was very surprised, pleasantly surprised, that they proposed that. So that is really has been really helpful and after these first three weeks in in January where I worked so hard to finish uh, my China documentary to actually not have a deadline this week it's been and I I don't know how I would have handled this week if I had had to produce another episode because there was so much else going on that I needed also to um, to work on so it's been really beneficial. Um, my second goal was I want to be able to walk up a flight of stairs without getting out of breath. Well, we're here. We're totally here. I have no trouble anymore breathing. Not that I ever had any serious breathing problems, but uh, now it's just a matter of strengthening my system and getting fit again. But there are no physical impediments and there's no danger, I think. Uh, in, 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 in starting up my reg- regular exercise regime, provided, of course, that I kind of build it up slowly and not go 110%, but just keep it at 50-50 instead of 0-100. Um, and then the third goal that I set for myself I, is I want to be able to work for eight hours just like before, without having to recover two or three days afterwards. Now, <laughs> kind of un- involuntarily, I've already shown that I can work 12 or 14 hours a day and recover relatively quickly. But of course, it's still not, that's, that's not a good situation. And she said, you really have to decide, and I cannot make you do it, but I can just encourage you to decide to make... A, a life change here because the way you were working the way you were pushing yourself was 
already a threat to your health and was probably already literally destroying you before you got COVID. And it's only because you got COVID that this destructive lifestyle that you've been living, where you're always working, always, it's never enough. We've, we talked about that theme quite a bit recently. That lifestyle was already detrimental to your health and you have to decide to change that. And, uh, and, and it will... So this time of recovery... See it as a, a learning period where you, you discovered that the way you lived your life was just not good for you. And if you make the changes you make now, <laughs> forced by COVID, um, are changes that can benefit you for the rest of your life. So I, I'm, I'm very happy to let you go. I think we have run our course. Uh, you, you've, uh, you've learned a lot of tricks that can help you to um, quickly co course correct when things go out of hand um, but you will have to make the, the, the real changes I cannot make that for you um, and then she also warned me at the end of the conversation she said uh, don't freak out when you will fail at times to do this because you will see that the, the old way of living you've been running your life in a certain way for for most of your professional life. And so something that you've been doing for 25 years, it's very difficult to, to change that all of a sudden. You've had a pretty big warning here and a good system shock. But don't be surprised to fail at times and, and to realize at one point that you're back in your old routines and you're working too hard and uh, you forget that balance. So she recommended that I continue to talk with the occupational therapist to make sure that we got a good uh, work rhythm and especially if, if I have any questions about um, uh, the, the balance between work, leisure and, um, and rest that I should discuss that with her because that can help me to uh, take a little bit more time to train that. It's not something that comes automatically. Uh, and that's another thing that I, that has really helped is to have someone else tell me that it is important to balance work with leisure and with rest. These two categories have always been, for me, and maybe also for you, been linked to a certain sense of culpability almost. Like you feel that it, that is something, that's a luxury. It's something that... Uh, you know, almost feels like I'm not doing enough. If you take time to read a book or watch a movie, um, do anything that is not work-related. At least in my system, I always feel a bit guilty about it, like I'm not doing enough. But to hear from a professional point of view, have someone say, tell me that not only are you allowed to take rest and to... Uh, balanced your work with leisure it is vital it's vital for your health for your well-being for your emotional rest and ultimately also for the quality of your work because if you're working too hard and you don't rest your brain you're overloading the system and it will ultimately end in either uh, your health declining 
or your work declining, the quality of your work declining. So, and all that, what I'm currently sharing with you, took place in 25 minutes. That's how short these sessions are. But to me, every minute is, is pure gold. It is stuff that I needed to hear. And, to, and, and it's some of these things I already kind of knew. And, but it's an affirmation that I can now tell myself whenever I'm, I feel tempted to do too much and to work my heart, myself too hard, tell myself it is on doctor's orders that you have to take it easy and uh, so all in all I would say that this this time of recovery even though it was um, difficult and and not fun and scary also at times it's also been a, a time of grace I've learned a lot about myself and how I function and of course there are deeper layers to this learning process because if I work so hard why what is the fear uh, the underlying fear why do is it never enough and I discussed that earlier in uh, in the walk with you it's also something I heard in um, in in Greg Willits's story uh, a good friend of mine in case you are unfamiliar with that name. Uh, he's one of the people that I worked with for years uh, at SQPN. Uh, he had a very severe case of COVID. He's been much sicker than I was. But he's talking about it in his last podcast. Um, and uh, this theme of, you know, what, what are you afraid of? That I think is a very important spiritual theme that you need to deal with when you're confronted with yourself in these moments where COVID takes over. But it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all bad. Uh, And that once corona is gone, you can just switch back to who you are. It's much more beneficial to learn from it and to take it as an opportunity to make some drastic changes to your priorities, to what you do and how you live your life. And that is what I intend to do and what I've already done uh, with great benefit I'm very grateful for the um, the things that I've discovered so yeah it's funny how sometimes uh, a lot of good can come from something that is objectively bad <laughs> I'm just grateful that things are going in the right direction health wise it will hopefully give me also the energy the mental energy to deal with uh, some unresolved issues Uh, um, I've shared that with you also how how, uh, this the situation of me um, uh, living here in in Hoogländerveen, the the town where I live that is still very much up in the air because of uh, the 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 ongoing negotiations with the parish which are not really easy I've never been in a situation where it's so hard to kind of strike a deal that is acceptable but I um, I feel confident that I can uh, co- I, I need to stand for my own rights and um, you know not not budge too easily 
uh, and that is new for me also. That's a new role where I have to rely on other people. Um, in this case, my uh, the board of, it, of uh, Tridio that is uh, much more experienced with the kind of business aspects of negotiations like this. And to just, you know, have be patient. So right now I feel like everything is on hold and I, I'm, I'm desperate to get some... Um, some stability it makes me very anxious not to know how this will end um, but at the same time uh, patience is also just letting it go and accepting the situation as is and I think one of the things that I've really been struggling with a lot and still struggle with from time to time because I'm absolutely not pretending that I'm over this and I know how to deal with it with, with stress from uh, uncertainty but what I know is that patience also means just accept own the situation even though I may not have caused what is currently happen, happening or have not definitely not uh, foreseen all the consequences of, uh, of some of the decisions that I felt I needed to take but it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't help to just blame the rest of the world and uh, and then put yourself in the, in the role of a victim um, that is very unhealthy and it's not true I'm, there, I'm not a victim, I know what I'm doing and I took some deliberate decisions and well that may have consequences that we don't that I didn't expect but it doesn't mean it was a wrong decision on the contrary this may break open the future in a way that is in the end, going to be much more uh, beneficial than uh, than what I had. Just like COVID broke up something, and and helped me to give a make some very very important new decisions and follow through because I know that I have no choice there. <laughs> so, um, seeing how much I've learned in these past few months, which were pretty miserable health wise, and yet the end result. Is extremely positive. I hope that on other levels of my life where there's a lot of uncertainty right now and it sometimes makes me literally sick, I hope that in the end it will be all worth it. And I trust that it's worth it. Um, so what, what else is going on? Um, so I have these four weeks, because one week, this past week, basically did nothing. <laughs> I, I just needed time to kind of slow down and get out of that crazy, crazy train of, uh, of overworking. What I uh, have done is uh, talk with uh, some other people that uh, are going to help me <clears throat> with the filming of the rest of the season, maybe also with some editing. So that's going to be a great help, literally. Um, I'm... I'm, I'm just making some arrangements so that we can start filming soon. And um, I'm already thinking long-term. Because, as you know, my work at the broadcast company will likely change. Uh, they are currently thinking about uh, replacing my program with something else, in which I may also have a role. All remains to be seen, of course, what that entails but it's pretty clear that it, this what I'm currently doing, well, maybe it will last until the end of the year. You never know with these pro. Sometimes you have the ideas and then it turns out that it's easier to just 
wait another half a year. So I've been hearing the same story time and again. Like, uh, your program's probably going to stop at the end of the season. And then, well, no, actually, it's still going on for another season. But I'm right now at the point where I think is for me time to actually voice also what I want to go, where I want to go, to be very honest about that. And so I had a good, very good talk earlier this week where I very um, clearly stated that my ambition is not to stay on TV at any price. You know, if my future is just going to be like a, an eight-minute segment in a bigger program where I just have to do like a little segment but it will still cost me <laughs> several days to produce it that's not worth it that's not where my ambition is and I said I, what I want to do is to go to the next level I've learned so much over the past two years where I've been doing these documentaries that I know what I love doing most is these travel stories is this aspect of discovery connecting with culture um, and also, from a Catholic perspective, stepping into a broader world, literally go out to the ends of the world. That is my, that's my strength also. That's where I tell the best stories. Uh, the China documentary for me is another proof. And from the feedback that I received by many people that normally never would react to anything on TV, but this China documentary triggered something and so I got a lot of great feedback that confirms me this is what I'm best at doesn't mean that I can't do other shows or other topics but my strength is taking people with me along with me and discover the universe in a certain way and broaden their horizon while I'm broadening mine that is my ambition and I also told them you know within the confines of a, of a weekly show there's only so much that you can do quality wise you don't have the time you don't have the focus and you don't have the budget to get to the level where I know I can get if I can focus on it fully so instead of doing weekly shows or a weekly segment I want to focus on, on bigger productions a few times a year maybe three or four four is already a lot that only gives you three months to produce something it would be so much more time than I currently have but maybe I should even tone it down a little bit and I told them I want it what I my next level my next goal is to get to the standard quality uh, that Netflix demands if you go to Netflix business you will f find a list of requirements for what what is the the grade on which you have to produce and it uh it's it's mostly technical so what is the the, the quality that we want to see it's much higher than i currently can do even on a technical level i don't, just don't have the equipment to film that but it's not impossible and it's not what was that? Something, I was bumping into something. I don't know. Sorry about that. But um, I'm, I'm actually walking. This is not an official path. It's a little... I think this is just created by, by people that were walking here in the woods and I'm just following their trail. Anyway, it's still... It's not entirely dark. The sun is setting quite quickly. Not that I see the sun. And it's still raining, but I need to get back home because 
it's getting dark very quickly and I'm wearing all I'm all black right now I've got a black coat black trousers black shoes um, that's probably wise not to stay in the woods too long uh, go to the left here so the noise you hear in the background is the highway I'm walking away from that now so I can turn back home um, it's it's not in it, completely impossible I mean those cameras are relatively expensive compared to what I'm using now but um, if you consider the total budget and how much leverage you get out of how much mileage I should say you get can get out of those uh, that equipment how much I've already made my money back from the cameras that I bought uh, two years ago it's not a problem it's really not a problem but I have to think smarter because of course if I would produce like a bigger um, travel documentary and I would have to get that new equipment it would also require me to budget for a bigger production whereas you don't have that steady income every week from from smaller productions but I think I, that's where I wanted to go anyway and I don't have a solution for that I absolutely don't have the necessary amount of patrons yet to pull that off but it doesn't mean that I will not get there and so what I'm currently planning on doing is building it up slowly so to just start sharing these uh, these first documentaries with you that may not be at Netflix level so I want to um, I want to see if that is what my patrons appreciate <laughs> if that's you know I want to give them something back for their investment some of them have been supporting me for for years hoping to see me get to that level so I want to give back by first starting to show this is what I've been doing and this is this is kind of where I start this is my lowest quality production now help me get to Netflix levels wow it is so wet here I'm walking now alongside a busier road so you may hear some cars because the rain of course the tires make more noise um, but I can't really step away from this path because on my right here is a creek so <laughs> that would get me even wetter than I already am um, but I what I think is you always and this is also something that I'm uh, currently doing on other levels as well I try to get over this this uh, desire to be perfectionist and to just start give people what I can produce right now even though it's definitely not what I aspire to but it's better to start and then build on that and bring people along let them also experience the growth in quality and in focus and I think with podcasting I, I've always done that and you've seen over time how I evolved as a podcaster and it may, it's a very gradual process of course but if you would go back a couple of years in time and you'd listen to the shows back then even with this show with the walk I think, I think you, would, you would notice the difference um, so that is what I hope to do not just with the documentaries but also with uh, 
A good example is, for instance, the Lego channel. That may not be anything you're interested in, but uh, at one point I decided to start a separate channel on YouTube just for Lego. And for me, it's, uh, of course, first of all, something I enjoy doing to relax. I haven't had time for it for months now that I'm kind of toning down my work and programming also the times that I would just want to relax. Um, there is more consistency in my own Lego activities to warrant a separate channel. But then I'm thinking, okay, let's get this to the next level. Uh, what, is, what is going to be my thing? Of course I can do reviews of Lego sets, but there are already a ton of people that are doing that. And what can I add? I'm not even an expert when it comes to Lego. So that, that's really not my forte. Um, but something I can do is come up with funny stories and make these Lego animations. And that has been always working really well. Uh, I've created some educational videos about Pentecost and Easter. And even the other day, I get an email out of the blue from a church, not even a Catholic church, I think. It's like, can we buy a high-quality version of that Pentecost video because we want to use it in our online uh, services or whatever they do on Sundays. So, and I've, that's not the first time that I get that request, so I feel that there is actually... Um, that could over time become a source of revenue in a sense that it can finance itself. And, uh, but that requires, of course, that I need to start putting out more stories. And instead of waiting for the absolute perfect inspiration and the days that I have tons of time and I feel great, instead of that, I'm doing the opposite I give myself just like with these podcasts I go out for a walk I tell myself I've got an hour and then I'll just have to record something I don't have time to think it through <laughs> so just start put it out see what sticks and I have this I've, I've tried out the same thing with these Lego videos I had some ideas for a, you know a sun, little Sunday video based on the gospel and you know, <laughs> really not my best work. And I st stumble over the same uh, issues that I had in the past when I was doing these Lego videos. But I'm, I'm much more um, trained now to analyze why. So why couldn't I do this? And what would be necessary to make this better? So I, the evaluation questions that I, I kind of made my own by journaling constantly looking at what, what went well what were the three great things like I did this is a great exercise I did yesterday evening so this is an aside but yesterday I, I was not focused I was tired and I just needed I felt that I, I need to kind of uh, hold on it's a Domino's pizza delivery guy but since I'm in this echoey tunnel creates a lot of noise so I don't want to talk over it but anyway um, I, it was one of those days where I felt I now I, I should not be too demanding on myself let's just it's normally this would be a day that I would be filming anyway so there's no pressure allow yourself to just do whatever you want to do and so 
I created a Lego video. And I was happily uh, coming up with a goofy story some, with Star Fours or whatever. I don't know what I was thinking. And it wasn't even, really, there was nothing religious about it. I was just thinking, can I make a video that would be enjoyable to watch and can push myself a little harder than just these religious videos? Because that's not for everyone. And I want to make a channel where it's a sandwich formula, you know? Come for the hamburger and stay for the lettuce. <laughs> so, I want to be, I want to entertain. And then, of course, there will also be faith-related content because I'm a priest. So, but it should be, that should be the order. You come for the entertainment and you stay for the content. Uh, and, and so that's, that's why I was making a video. It was just a little goofy story. And while I was making it, I was actually getting doubts. Like, this is not really funny and this is going to work. And what was I thinking? But then I told myself time and again, keep doing this. Even if it's not that good, it's something you've never tried before. Um, try it and you'll get better at it. And I, I believe that. I truly believe that. That is what's happening. This, this, the result was... I was still quite happy with it. But no one else was. Nobody watched that video. Whereas I was like, oh, this is going to go viral and stuff. I was just... Ah, sometimes I have these mirages in my mind I was like I'm convinced that this is going to appeal to people and then a day later I look at that and I was like yeah I'm not surprised that no one clicked on that video because why <laughs> but in the meantime I have actually learned a few new tricks so it is actually very productive what I'm doing and over time it's still content it still makes the algorithm tick it lets YouTube know this is not a static channel. This is movement going on. People are liking this. And yeah, it's not viral yet. But over time, when you have a great collection of movies, even if they're not all that good, people will still check them out. I, I'm convinced of that. And it is timeless. That's another thing that I like about the Lego videos. They can hold up for years. So it's a one-time time investment. And these are not... not uh, not easy to make uh, because it's tiny. Lego is so small. So you, you, you easily have all sorts of technical problems like focus. I filmed the last video with my phone. And on the screen, I filmed it in 4K because I wanted to have a, the sharpest picture possible and even allow myself to zoom in without too much image degradation. I look at the end result and it's out of focus and you can't even tell. So there, there are little problems like that. But then I'm like, okay, so... That's another thing I've learned. The filming with a phone is easy, but it also has great downsides. So I need to come up with something else. Anyway, at the end of that day, post a video, I go out for a walk. I get back. And then I have two, two emails that completely derail me, that make me so sad and upset and frustra uh, frustrated, maybe not frustrated, but just my entire mood turned in the span of a minute. And I felt down and worried and miserable, totally miserable. And so for a while, I was just sulking there and feeling sorry for myself and 
blaming myself and blaming the world and complaining to God, all that. Yeah, I'm just sharing with you what it is. You know, I can't, I can't polish it and 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 <laughs> present you anything shinier than that. I've just felt miserable, and I was like, why did this day end like this? And then nobody clicked on my Lego video. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Literally, that's how I felt. Oh, and then at the end of the day thank god for my rituals i fire up one uh what is it uh, day one and there is this evening routine and the first question i made this this template myself i think it was based on one of the books that i read but anyway the first question is name three no i think i saw that in a, in a youtube video name three things that were fantastic today and i was like what do you mean three things that are fantastic? This day sucked. It was horrible. I want this to be over. I hate this. What do you mean? But then I was like, okay. This is a serious question. Let's try to find three things that were fantastic today. And lo and behold, I find them. And it wasn't even hard. So I'm, 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 I'm writing down, I don't remember everything, but one of the things I wrote down, I was like, I am so grateful and so fantastic to have a few friends that really understand me, that understand the situation, that understand me. They're not, they don't always agree with how I act. And they, they push back often on, on, on maybe some, sometimes my attitude, but I do the same with them. I can also, we, the friendship is so that you can tell each other both the positive and the negative, but because you care, you want to help. That is something so valuable, and I feel that support, especially in times where I feel miserable and I need someone else to cheer me up. Or not, it's not even cheer me up, but to understand what's going on, to feel that you're not alone in this situation. That is super positive. And then I also wrote down, I, I've been able to waste a day with Lego videos. And it's not putting anything in jeopardy. I don't feel guilty about it. may not have the best results, but it was fun. So I'm grateful for that. That was great. And I don't even know. There was a third thing, but... And so I start writing that down. And immediately, while writing it down, while journaling, I feel better already. And I'm thinking, yeah, that one... The end of the day sucked. And I'm still not very happy with what happened. Uh, but all in all, it was a good day. It was a good... So I go to bed with the conclusion, this was a good day. It doesn't mean that everything is good. It doesn't mean that I was successful at everything. But if I look at everything, at the total picture... This was a good day. There's no denial. And so I could write that down as a, as a plus. That I'm now able to change my mood by just thinking clearly about, about the, the, what's truly going on. And it's not all negative. And, uh, and on the contrary, there's, there's a lot to be super happy with. And that gives you also hope. Like, it's incredible that despite the fact that 
the day ended in misery, that I can still tell myself this was a good day. That is new. That is a new discovery that I can do that. And that is, that's great. It's something to be grateful for. So, anyway, I don't know how I got to this. But, well, let me end with that as a conclusion. This, this is another thing that I've learned only this year. This is completely new in my life. And it's really wonderful. And I'm grateful for it. And... Uh, it's something that is in my control, so I can keep doing this. Whenever I feel miserable, I still force myself to think of three wonderful things that happened. Maybe you can do the same. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let me check. Is it still recording? Now I'm not certain anymore. Yeah, no, it's still recording. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to listen to this. I'm going to upload that, or Inga is going to upload this. And then I'm done for the week. Uh, maybe I'll see some of you. Uh, for mass uh, this weekend and if not definitely uh, get back to you next week alright have a wonderful day pray for me I'm praying for you God bless